Uh, I've got the nerves Alrighty. too, brother. Yeah, you can have the nerves all you want. I actually have to reset this camera. Holy fuck. I've been way too nervous about this episode, boys. All right, let's get this. Oh, I'm super excited to guide whatever story I need to guide. Oh, I know you're ready. The problem is that yeah. me, me and uh, Sean may be less ready on account of... Uh, I can't wait oh, to God. see what the, the setting is going to be, because I'm going to fucking make it outlandish as I can. I've got a small butcher's cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> you are just hanging out with props today, aren't you, bud? Oh, yeah. This is my, this is my cheese knife. That's 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 not what that I thought a, that was. That's not what I'm I thought that was. Cheese knife. It doubles the circumcisions, but yeah. this is uncomfortable. This... Prop, but I will wait until I introduce my character to. to oh gosh, we're not even anywhere. We're not even anywhere. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three DMs and a Tale, the 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 improv show that has some D and D ideas to make it work. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, my name is Aaron. Uh, I'm typically the host and runner of this. Uh, we this game is pretty much. Uh, go ahead, everyone, introduce yourself. Starting with Colton. I'm Colton, otherwise known as the Warbeard DM. Uh, one of you. Good job, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> yeah, come on, hosts. Let's go, Sean. Uh, Sean, introduce yourself. I'm Sean. 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 Nine thousand. I stream on Twitch and also I stream on YouTube as well. I have a bunch of different socials and things like that. We've been doing some fun stuff, but I have about twenty years of collective tabletop RPG experience uh, as both a player and as and as a DM, and I'm excited to be here. That's called marketing, Colton. Pay attention now. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm just the random dude, Kyle. How's it going? <laughs> you all may recognize Kyle from Hellscape, the second half of Armadillo Town, and other yeah. misadventures of Three Dims in a Tale. Woo! Now, uh, for those that are for those of the uninitiated, uh, this game is designed to actually have one of us become the lead storyteller, the head DM, for lack of a better term. Uh, they will basically introduce us into the world, introduce us to a theme and a genre to sort of help guide the world, the environment, uh, and sort of prompt the other three people that are now going to be the players for this session um, to create their players and find little opportunities to introduce themselves, maybe create some motivations, uh, things like that. Um, per the screens that you're seeing here, Colton in the top left, uh, me in the top right, Sean in the bottom left, and Kyle in the bottom right, that will go one, two, three, four. Um, and actually, I have a D20 in hand, not a D4, so I'm already goofing a little bit here. So, real D4. Bottom, bottoms for life. Mm, indeed. Something like oh, that. That's a cute one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Got a little marbling to it. A little dragon, mm. dragon pouch. It's I my, dig it, I dig it. It's in my backpack all the time. Dragging sack across your face. <laughs> I was about to get there. <laughs> We're just full Sorry, of animals today. To it's just, it just had to come out. I'm just going to be the awkward straight man of the room, and Colton's just going to be like, yeah, I'm just in the corner, just ignoring all of this. <laughs> all of this. At, at least you both are top. <laughs> <laughs> was a three. For me. That's Sean. Yes. <laughs> so that is a three- for Doesn't Kyle, show dice roll. Hey, I have kidding. no other better way to fucking do this. I have to like, I have to pinch it and bring it up. I'm just fucking with. I'm I, good. I'm good. We we need to figure out like a digital dice roller to show on this show or something like that. But in any case, or an yes. Offset camera. Like just. That's as good as it's gonna no, get. I can... I'm not we that guy. Digital. I have a couple of tools for you. We'll we'll sort that. We'll sort that now. So alrighty. Sean, first time as head DM here at 3DMs in a tail. Not me, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Soon. Take the floor, my friend. All right, so we're going to go dystopian diesel punk. Dystopian diesel punk. I like it. Okay. Sexual tension arising. My oil yes, is changing. Is. I'm fucking a robot by the end of this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple of general assumptions for the world. Uh, so let's just say there's a there's a main kind of continent, which is a kind of a combined uh, human, mostly human. There's no fairy tale creatures or anything like that that we that we know of discernibly. 
Um, it's it's mainly all of human civilization has pulled together to create a sort of metropolis. Uh, there's been a couple of of uh, energy wars, if you will, uh, where fossil fuels have been fought over, you know, sources and that that kind of stuff. Uh, for the most part, the uh, centralized government is controlled by an oligarchy. So we're just uh, in Saudi has... Arabia with top hats. Like, what are we doing here? Like, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like no, it. Think, think, but think more of a of, of a of a Catholic theme to everything. So you have kind of uh, you know like the really ornate churches and things like that. But okay. the oligarchy rose to power uh, as part of a unification of of kind of the the, the human race, right? So okay. uh, as as that kind of period of of utopia has has overswept where nobody has to really pay for power anymore or anything like that uh it led to invention to to kind of uh progression right uh and at this point in time the human race has decided to expand out and explore their world because they really didn't have the means to prior to that so now they have large steamships and warships and things like that airships that are powered uh by diesel and and things like that the the natural resources are in abundance so they are currently exploring their world uh and they happened upon a uh a continent not too far away but it was a land a land that was mostly shrouded in mists um where they have encountered a kind of a barbaric humanoid culture uh that they they the barbarians themselves stand uh, about a head taller than than the regular than the than the the, the core group of people who've existed uh, in the world, and they are extremely numerous. So they can replicate faster than traditional humans. Uh, for but for all intents and purposes, I'm not. We're not too sure, like assumption wise, about interbreeding or anything like that. Uh, they, for all intents and purposes, they're a different different race of of, of beings, but they do are these, humanoid. And do these people do these people need God? Do they need an oral bearer and God. They we it is our solemn duty to our Lord and Savior to spread the word of petrol. <laughs> no, but they are they are uh, very barbaric. They are very tribal, um, and essentially the largest reserves of. Uh, uh, of petroleum have been discovered on this southern continent. Texas. Uh, Essentially. Essentially Texas. So we've discovered Texas, which was, uh, you know, a separate continent. Um, My name is, my name, I'm I'm ready to introduce myself, actually. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So the, 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 um, the last 10 years has been kind of frontier wars, if you will, as we, expand our influence into this continent there's been armed conflict back and forth now our the the human race is armed with flintlocks like single shot repeating rifles that kind of stuff um i think 1913-esque uh weaponry uh but we also have a lot of automation so a lot of a lot of mechs a lot of robots a lot of things like that um it, hell even so, in some cases there's like gatling guns and things like that right uh, so there's there's large creations that are from the Ministry of War that are bipedal mobile armors with Gatling guns and rockets and things like that, but they're few and far between, and they take a lot to produce. Um, at the culmination of this war, where you guys kick off, is that you guys had been fighting in these expansion wars for the past 10 years, and just now a new chancellor which was the the leader of the state the head of the state had has been elected who was a childhood friend of you guys you guys all grew up in the same kind of district uh and this person has rose to power within the um within the system and has recalled your unit you guys were part of a military unit that previously fought on the frontier so where we're going to leave off is you guys are on a steamship about 30 miles off from the main continent, heading home for the first time in 10 years. Gosh, dang it. I have to completely <laughs> rethink my character. You're welcome. They were going to be significantly <laughs> old. Welcome to improv. Okay. Um, so you guys were all, all a part of the same unit, having enlisted at the same time frame in the same uh, kind of district 
uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, you guys all got grouped together. I need each one of you to either draw a playing card or roll a dice to see order of rank. I assume everybody has dice. I have I have a card. I have a card and dice, okay. so I have a card and dice, that's why I was asking. What do you what do you yeah. have available, Colton? I have dice more accessible. Okay, go with let's go with dice people. Okay, let's dice go with dice. So highest roll is the commander. Okay. Oh, can I just uh, not be the commander? <laughs> I got a six, so you better hope you roll lower than a six, bud. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't want to make decisions. I just want to be a B. Don't worry, the top of my deck was also a three. So, uh. <laughs> Fucking Christ, I got a 20. <laughs> Commander uh, Kyle. I think, that I, I think that means we're all. Oh shit, he's in charge. Woo! Okay, so uh, Colton, what did you roll, bitch? I saw you hold it up. Five. Okay. And Aaron, what did you roll? I rolled a six. A six. Okay. So, Aaron, you're the sergeant at arms, and Colton, you are the private. Again. Now, you guys are the three. So you guys have had. There's there's other people in the unit. They didn't get so lucky as to be recalled. It was you three specifically as the command staff. It was a change in command, all that good stuff. You guys get to go back. Um, so, Commander Kyle, introduce your character and your speciality within within your unit. Okay. So, uh, okay. So. Commander Xanthan, it's going to be his name because, you know, we're steampunk going to use a weird-ass name. Z-O-N, or X-O-N-T-O-N, that's how it's spelled. Commander Xanthan. X-A-N, sorry. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be grizzled. He's going to be missing uh, from the calf down on his right leg. Is gone from uh, fighting the savages in the continent. He's going to be very calm and metaphorical in the way that he speaks and always has that thousand yard stare like he's looking off into vast quantities of past experiences and really he's just thinking chicken nuggets sound so good <laughs> so he looks stoic but he's got thoughts of childhood yes not even that articulate I could tell you exactly what this dumb son of a bitch is thinking hey nobody asked you Never do. They never do. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And what do you what do you miss He's most gonna be about being larger. at home? He's going to be kind of larger in stature because he can't like run. So he does all of his like weight, uh, all of his exercise and PT and stuff to stay in able to fit into the uniform through weightlifting. So and like biking and stuff. So nothing really. He's not quick on his feet, but he's like a mass of like a building with feet in the form of a flesh. <laughs> very so large, said, very brawny. Um, so, like I said, got that very stoic, very calm, slow way to speak, stuff like that. Um, now, I, about what age is your character? He's about 35. Because we've been at this war for 10 years. He was a young adult when he got conscripted in. We'll go with that. Okay, sounds good. Basically, right, upper commands. Basically, upper commands is calling us back because he's too big to move. <laughs> but I'll move the things out of my way. You always do, sir. You always do. Ooh, Aaron, you're the sergeant at arms. Tonight? Don't touch that, sir. <sighs> I'm the cynical son of a bitch that just went into the military to kill some motherfuckers. And I got a little bit of it done. Unfortunately, <coughs> I got put under command of this fat lard who will talk to you about all of his weightlifting and all of his biking. Um, but unfortunately... He does CrossFit. I He'll let you know he does CrossFit. Not talking to you right now, sir. white rags, okay? You are nothing but rags, sir. All right, Aaron, what is your character's name? Uh, my character's name is Carl. With a K? Carl, that kills nah. people. No, nah, it's a C. 
It's a hard C, but it's a Wait, C. He's a Carl that it's kills hard people. C. He's a Carl that kills people. I'm a Carl oh, that guess. wanted to kill people. I got 10 deep, and then they told me to stop. <laughs> You're not supposed to chew on the, the legs of the dead, okay? It was the graduation ceremony. I wanted to celebrate, sir. You can't chew on your allies' severed legs. Okay, awesome. And last but not Bullshit. least, the stalwart private, the uh, the newest addition to the unit, believe it or not, you've only been with them as a rotational um, kind of recruit for the past three years. So you're still kind of the new guy uh, because they don't get replacements a lot of the times. It takes a while to get to take the voyage down. Uh, you are also the first replacement that they've had since they formulated the unit over 10 years ago. God knows how you're alive, kid. I don't know either. Uh, and my character still looks like he's 12. <laughs> like, he's definitely, like, he's like 32. But <laughs> he looks like he's 12. He can't grow any facial hair. <laughs> and so, yes, everybody calls him kid because he still looks like a freaking kid um and he is the the field medic uh and nobody, nobody knows how he's still alive because every time the fighting starts going down he just panics he's running around like chicken with his head cut off screaming just absolute panic and fear for his life at certain moments i have not aiming lethal but i've shot in his general direction just to see if i could catch him and it's it's a miracle to watch that son of a bitch scamper around a field. God damn. So he has an uncanny amount of luck on the battlefield. I'd, I'd like say so. A bomb I'd say so. could explode next to him and everybody around him would get wounded and he would be pristine. I mean, it, it sometimes it seems like he doesn't even have mud on his uniform. Yeah, that checks out. He will come out of that, oh, though, yeah. just completely in tears. He may even pass oh, out. Oh, yeah, me me mentally distraught, for sure. At one point, I decided to test out his luck just because, like, well, I can't hit him, so let's see if anyone else can hit him. So I just stood behind him for, like, an hour. I got no orders sent for me from the sergeant, so he's got something. He's got something going on. <laughs> mm. As, as one does. All right, so place and time. You guys are on a steamship about 30 miles out from making landfall of the continent. The area is surrounded in a very, very dense fog. It is extremely early in the morning, and you all hear a general orders, a call to arms, basically. They've spotted something. There's a, a general, general rousing. You hear alarms going off, and they say, General Quarters, General Quarters, General Quarters, over the loudspeaker. I'm lying in bed. As, like, I'm already here. Yeah, you guys, you guys as, 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 as army people, on, on, uh, boots on the ground, have really no idea what a General Quarters really means as you are passengers on this steam vessel. Uh, however, you do hear the hustle and bustle of the activity of a military ship. Like outside, there sounds like a military ship, like about like near are, near our steamboat. You guys are on a military ship, so okay. you guys are being transported by the navy, essentially. Uh, but you hear the the personnel on the ship running to and fro, and you hear uh, ammo being loaded. Oh, it's about to get good. I start going up the stairs just like that. So are we all little in the same general quarters area? Yeah, you guys have a, 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 a like a berth that is, um, you know, uh, communal. I've already, I've, I've already left like our quarters because I, I hear the sound of guns getting cocked. So I'm, I'm not sprinting. I'm not walking close. I've just got a little bit of pep in my step because I, I hate the amount of paperwork that Xantum makes me do. So I'm just going <laughs> to head right on up because action is where I'd rather be. It's what I was here for, you know. Colton, what did you say Kyle, your what name was again? 
I never He's said my character's kid. name. Yeah, the kid. they call me the kid. Kid. Magnus. Kid. Help what? me put my help me put my leg on. <laughs> He's just gonna hold up his stump. <laughs> you you see that it's it's less than arms reach away from him, and he's more than capable of doing it as you've seen this occur multiple times. However, he always seems to need somebody to help him. I'll I'll run over and I'll help him, and I'm just like, yeah, you can yeah, see right he's there. getting yep. nervous. Yep. Right there, cool. Yep. Oh, yep, that's the spot. Oh. All right, you get it in, lock it into place, and the, the kind of mechatronics, you see the, the gears start to whir, and uh, it starts to go through its own internal diagnostics. <clears throat> All right, I'll wait for the last check to finish, and I'll go ahead and stand up, <laughs> grab my, uh, I'm assuming I have my normal duty weapon still. You do. All right, go ahead, make sure rounds chambered, lock it forward, and start heading out okay. the door. So you're, as the sergeant of arms, you're actually equipped with a semi-automatic machine gun. Now, you have to pull the trigger each time, but if you hold it down, it can fire 30 rounds a minute. Yeah. Semi-auto gun for Carl. What? Wait, I'm the sergeant of arms, or Zan? Isn't Carl, Carl no. the sergeant of arms? Or no, he's been talking to you. He's, no, you. Oh, you. <laughs> I thought I was commander. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm the sergeant one. You're actually like commander yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you have. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so you have you have essentially a nine shot pistol, and that is your your service weapon. You also have a, a saber, which is kind of akin to. Uh, it has a thinly bladed chain on it, which you can activate as a chain sword. It's a chainsaw cavalry saber, if you will. I put the gun away. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is more so like it's a it's a position of like it's like your position. It's like a, a symbol of office. Um, also, a very, very deadly weapon. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Let's go. Can I gonna right. look down over my shoulder at the, at the kid? Are you coming? I don't want you to. have no idea where your service weapon is. I don't think I've ever used it. Nope. For all intents and purposes, you left it upon at back at, at the base camp before you departed. You have no idea. You it is literally just a like a, a afterthought for you. I, I left it at basic training. Here. Toss on my pistol. You might need it. <laughs> <laughs> no. When you when you catch you the still pistol, gotta chamber the round. When you catch the pistol, your sight glances off to the side, and you do see your service rifle. Somehow, miraculously, it made it on board with your stuff. I'll grab it. Okay. And I'm, I'm just awkwardly carrying it by, like, the barrel. Oh, Rocky. Come here, big guy. You just take it and he's gonna pull smack your hand down away from the barrel, okay. turn it the right way, put it up against you, like put your finger down the slide, rake sure the rounds racked in, taps it for good luck. Then takes his pistol back, holsters it, and turns on one heel in an about face and starts limping his way out the door. <laughs> Wait until he's like just out as I'm like kind of in shock. I'm like I'm alone. Don't leave me alone. Don't leave me in here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Carl, where are you headed? I'm heading up because I was hearing big shells getting loaded into big guns. And while I may be quite well armed and never without my trusty gun, I'm about to start asking, what's going on? And can I shoot one of the big guns? Okay, you see one of the deck officers who's uh, in charge of the port side guns, which are 105 millimeter howitzer cannons. Quality. And 
he said and when you when you inquire as to what's going on he says a ship in the mist sir unknown make i come out and look look around now with the mist and it's, it's very heavy fog they clearly are must must be driving this ship by like radar or something at this point because you can't see 20 yards out from the edge of the ship um and so i, I come back and so i look back at after he gives me this info it's like are all the guns manned or is there a guy you don't like here we are ready, sir. As he <sighs> explains to you, like what the deck orders are, um, things like that. That the that the, the he this. goes starts going through his readiness checklist with you. Basically, <sighs> it's all ar- it's all arbitrary to you. It, it, a lot of it means nothing, but he just wants to make sure that you understand that they are secure. You see, in the distance, a large shape emerge from the fog. Dun, dun, dun! I haven't been listening to him, like, the whole time because it's just been this droning, neckbeard, reported, straight-edge motherfucker. I was like, I don't got time for this. I'm waiting for my subconscious to pick up something interesting, but my eyes see the dark shape in the distance. You see, emerging from the fog, in what looks to you like an old-school wooden-sided sailing vessel, an old galleon, if you will, with cannons that are made of a material that you haven't seen before. You hear people start shouting excitedly. Which side contact, is- contact. And side it, it's, you're on that? the port side, so you're on, you're on the left side of the ship as sailing. Uh, I go to, the, I go to the, uh, the deck chief or whatnot, and like, Port side, pay attention, cut the report, give me a gun! As soon as you issue orders to the deck commander, the cannons on the other ship begin to open up. Seeing this from afar, I go to the nearest gun, and having heard enough and seen this and laid out the situation, uh, I know these things are fucking loaded. And I just kick whoever's manning that gun, like, right in the side, just to get them out of the way. And to take up the mm-hmm. take up the gun and just start lo- throwing rounds at just even okay. where the cannons. So are. it's it's a it's a hand operated crank. So you crank that down to about mid waterline level, mm-hmm. and you fire the fire the the thing mm-hmm. instantly. Same about the same time that it takes you to fire that cannon, the ship unloads with a complete broadside of these one hundred five millimeter. And I mean, these shells are 105 millimeter howitzer cannons. They're meant for shooting kilometers. And you guys are within rifle distance of each other. This wooden ship explodes. It, I mean, absolutely just tinder everywhere. I mean, it is just yes. a, a, a hundred cannons just went off into the side of this wooden sailing vessel. The thing that occurs to you is that as a sergeant at arms, you're very astute when it comes to combat. You do not see deck hands on this ship. I don't even see body. I'm because I'm looking for bodies. I'm looking for the the sign of a victory. This ship ship splinters into nothingness. I mean, it is uh, for all intents and purposes. This ship is cut in half and begins sinking almost immediately. The debris is strewn out amongst the amongst the waves mm. and floating into the into the fog there's fire there's carnage there's everything that you would expect from an old pirate naval battle from textbooks that you've read in the past now is the ship sinking it is mm. fast extremely fast mm. not worth recovering not worth seeing what's going on here those did look like interesting guns all righty i'm good I'll be in bed, and I start heading back towards the stairs to go back down to my cabin. Okay. As the rest of the day goes on, the damage assessment, they've, you guys have, have a mission. So you guys are sailing back towards the mainland. That was a very weird encounter. You hear a knock on your door. Like it's the, like it's the, like the it's hours report. past, and we're all back in like the bedroom together. Yeah, it's, or hours, it's hours past. The, okay. the alert is over. Okay. Knock and you said knock at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, go away. 
Come on, a sailor emerges and says, nice. this is from the ship's communication office. We've received a telegraph for you, sir. And as well, we've taken on letters. And he hands you a stack of correspondence as well as a, t as a telegraph. What? Why, why are you giving me so much paper? What is this? So you're used to military communications and things like this. This is civilian communications. You haven't received a letter from home in eight years. And now you have a stack of correspondence. As well as a urgent telegraph sitting on top. Oh, apparently you got some fan mail there, Commander. Open the urgent telegraph. <clears throat> Okay, so it's from a pseudonym that you remember, which is a nickname that you had given to, we'll just call him Exy, who is the current magistrate of, the, of, of your district. He got promoted up into it, Exy. It says, stop. Resist. They're coming for you. Do not return home. Guys. What? There comes a time in a man's life when he must seize an opportunity. Today, that opportunity happens to be a ship. What do you say? You hear a loud knocking on the door. Are we taking over the ship, Commander? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then. Where do we start? And it's lo load around to... What do I have, basically? Eggsy like, says... <laughs> Eggsy says bad guys are coming. Do I have a relation to Eggsy going backwards? Yes. We all know each other, all right? childhood friends. We're all childhood yep. friends. You guys like, all... Except for the kid. The kid is a different generation. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, no. You didn't really know him growing up. Mm. Oh. Kid, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, you somehow survived everything else we've fucking gone through. This one will just be another thing in your journal. You still keep that thing? <laughs> you still keep that journal? Yeah, if you were to open, like, my chest of belongings, I have just my, like, one set of clothes, and the rest is just filled with journal after journal after journal. <laughs> <laughs> yes like he like displayed this Each to like make journal. his point and i'm just like my mistake did you keep all, keep all your journals all righty each journal is just a single day <laughs> jesus christ oh my god he's chronicling it okay you hear another second louder knock on the door boom 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 those must be exes bad guys and i'm as i say oh. that i'm gonna just draw out my sword and i'm gonna put the tip of it Right at the seam of the door. As soon okay. as they go, is there like a button to activate the chainsaw? Yes, it's a thumb button. Yay! <laughs> so I'm waiting, and as soon as they go to breach the door, I'm going to press that button and thrust straight through and go up and down like this through the doorway and cut that doorway. I've right got my. <laughs> I've moved my bed over to just line up a shot over the commander's shoulder as needed. Okay, so you guys are well-versed in combat arms. As the door creaks open, and you thrust your sword forward, a head just barely dodges out of your way and says, Whoa, whoa, whoa! Here's a lo uh, it's a lost letter. I'm, I'm from the, the sh sh ship's ma mail room. Drop it in the it's door frame. Man. <laughs> How old is he? Does he look old or young? He's young, maybe 16. He might have um, lied to get enlisted. I'm an officer at this point, so the first thing I'm doing is looking up and down his uniform to see what's out of regs. <laughs> what's different and what's he's a telltale wearing, sign that he's not supposed to be here? So he's, he's we wearing a naval uniform, which you're not particularly familiar with, but everything looks in order. Take the letter. Yeah, he slides it hands. through the door crack. Yeah, yeah. He's like, pfft. you hear him as he runs away. 
after he gives you the letter. Yeah, you, you hear him go, oh my god, the army, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You, it's clear he's never seen real combat, right? Like so, he's he's just a mailroom runner. Okay, I'm not I, gonna actually sheath the sword. I'm just gonna like have my elbow up and I'm gonna put it in the crook of my elbow to hold it for a second. <laughs> kind of okay. like you see like golfers do sometimes. Just gonna have the blade sitting down inside of the crook of my elbow while I open up this letter. All right. So the letter is addressed from a person that you know has passed away. Before you guys enlisted, they were a kind of an icon in your neighborhood. Somebody who was trying to make a better life for the people of your borough, of your of your district. Right. They were outspoken against the politics of the time, that kind of stuff. It is very, um, very weird that this person, this person's been dead for 20 years. And this is addressed as this person. The letter states, I'm glad to see that you're coming home. Now, there's been many trials and tribulations here in the district. But we should all look forward to our vacation in Faro Island. Signed, and it's that signature. Anybody know what the fuck a Faro Island is? I think it's a place I want to be far away from. Doesn't sound like someplace I would want to be anywhere near either. Hey, kid, see all those letters? Put them in your trunk and carry them. Okay. I pulled the kid aside for a second. Look, I know I've always said your journal a day is kind of weird, but if we can keep all this together, it might be a good batch of evidence to keep me and the commander alive a little longer. (laughs) So I'm going to need you to stay really close to us. Closer than usual. Okay? Okay. Don't don't go getting shaky right now. That's after we kill them all. All of them. I'm going to roll to see if he'll calm down. It gets worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Mm, Ain't nothing I can do with that. Yes. I rolled a four. So... This game is about to be called the Murder Hobo Game. I just hope you know that. I'm calling it now. Homie, that's the intent. I'm so excited for what's about to happen. (laughs) So, having seen your role, his words incite a sense of dread that you have not felt since the anxiety prior to the first engagement that you've ever been with where three quarters of your unit was slaughtered by barbarians wielding nothing more than bone axes. And this is coming for Colton's character? All you can think about is a giant set of green testicles that sat over your your friend's forehead as he came down with the bone axe just pop! The, the only reason I survived that fight was because one of my friends fell on me as they died. <laughs> yeah, it. you got piled in a stack of bodies, and by the time you were able to dig your way out, you were able to treat the wounded enough to uh, be uh, ceremoniously awarded with a silver cross medal for, for bravery. <laughs> Please tell me I got to laugh the entire time I gave that medal. Yeah, nobody else got that medal. You guys, you guys literally fought for your own survival to the point where you guys were like, like almost like neck deep in mud and blood and all kinds of carnage and things like that. And you guys somehow survived as the counteroffensive pushed through. And he's the one that got the medal. Goddamn it. <sighs> Fucking pogues. <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, you hear another louder knock at your cabin door. Oh can, we see, can we see? Can we see very... someone in the hole? Like, is there a hole from like where that came from? From yeah. The so there, there's yeah. There's a there, so there's a porthole in the door as well. So you can, mm-hmm. there's a, a clear window out. Mm-hmm. I'm you still not I'm, through it. I'll just yell. I was like. 
What? Because my gun's still like armed and trained at them. Because you know the master, master at arms, sir. We're here to confiscate your arms. No, and I open fire <laughs> into into a steel door. Oh no, I'm aiming at the porthole. Is that porthole like plexiglass or is it like bulletproof shit? Like you don't know. Oh. And what kind of armor-piecing rounds do you think I'm not carrying, motherfucker? <laughs> That's fair. So the window shatters completely as this round rings out. It, you guys are in a contained steel room. Yeah, we so are. So the, the sound of this shot deafens all of you immediately. Yes. The bullet smashes through this window through double panes of glass and streaks past, striking the master at arms directly in the forehead. And he crumples to the ground in a heap of human remains. It begins now! <laughs> this big You roar. hear the men outside, the assembled party, begin to panic immediately. <laughs> They're not going to have long. Because as <laughs> soon as that shot rang out, my deaf ass, just like when I jumped out of my motherfucking first airplane, is reacting on pure instinct and just pain and hate as he fucking flings the door open and fucking pirouettes into the hallway and as he comes down with the blade facing the row of dudes slams the blade through the first one chest chest okay. neck right you guys here. are in extremely close quarters are you activating the chain mechanism or are you just using the force of your strike? i'm using the force of the streak that's why I okay. spun out the door. <laughs> Trying to so make use you, of those little tight you, areas. Yeah. As you spin out of the door and your blade comes down, you catch the nearest person who has a pistol holding shakenly in the hand after witnessing that their 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 <laughs> commander for all intents and purposes just drop in one shot. You catch him across the shoulder and cleave. You have enough force to get into the center of his chest. By the, he's not dead by the time the blade hits his heart. He <laughs> stares longingly into your eyes with a questioning of why. That's all he's getting. <laughs> you, do, you blow him a kiss? You blow him a kiss as the light fades from his eyes and crumples to the ground. I step out over the body, uh, and I'm, I have... Uh, what was the kind of gun that you gave me that you described for me earlier? So it's a semi-automatic machine gun. So the reason why I say semi-automatic is because is it, you have is, is it a hair clip away from an auto? Is, is it a hair clip away from oh, an yeah, auto? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, still enjoying the you challenge can of this. Shake it hard enough, and you can, yeah. if you shake it hard enough, it'll be full on. No. Um, yeah, we're fine with that. I'm enjoying the challenge of the semi-auto. So I'm stepping out, and anyone that's going away, I am aiming for that one-shot opportunity. Like I'll take a second shot if I have to, but I'm aiming for just pop, pop. Pop. Short, short, short quarters is just the challenge to make this much more enjoyable. I am, I, and I say out loud, and I kind of look back at the kid. We're lucky these aren't the church's grunts. They, they'd fight us. <laughs> so as he, as you're doing this, let's. I'm going to explain a little bit of narrative scenario. As the commander pirouettes out of the door and <laughs> yeah, slices the nearest man, you are immediately behind him, exfilling from the room. <laughs> You see three individuals turn and run. They're running down this long, tw probably 20-foot corridor, and you pop each one of them in the back with precision shots, enough to first hit their spine so they don't feel pain. Secondarily, it ruptures their heart and lungs because you're using a very large caliber bullet in a very short distance. The deck crews, the guns that were manned previously turn to you the the crews start to run in every different direction almost like a mass shooting yeah commander we're gonna need some distractions otherwise we're gonna get surrounded real quick do you want the kid or you want me to take him go ahead take the kid kid keep uh, up dragging will be your distraction me. we're going to the armory okay i will be your distraction ah rips off the fucking jacket <laughs> just completely naked up top down, <laughs> just pants on 
and sprinting down the hallway with his fucking chain sword out and <laughs> gear held. All I right, will be so, your distraction, sprinting in the opposite direction of the armory. So, Aaron, what are you going to do while he he causes a distraction? What is your course of action? Uh, I say out loud, a distraction for a distraction, I guess. So I, as Carl, with um, the kid in tow, uh, <laughs> my, my move is I'm going down to the armory just to find very simple explosive arms to at least provide... And my plan is I am going to at least put out explosions across the ship that would be non-terminal and would not ruin the functionality of the ship, but I want there to be enough chaos on this ship that it'd be much easier for the two of us with our baby we're sitting uh, to actually run a full extermination (laughs) on this ship within an appropriate record time. We threw the stealth mission out the moment they asked for my gun. Betty stays with me. Okay, so from your military technical experience, you know that there's two places that absolutely have to be taken. The engineering room, which is mm-hmm. the engine room, mm-hmm. and the bridge and the bridge. And I'm headed right? to so the bridge. Two two <laughs> two separate. You un- yeah, you, you guys have worked together long enough and you guys have trained together long enough to understand that that commander is going to cut his way into that into that bridge and occupy that space. Your guys as your stop off for the armory is going to be directly down those uh that hallway where you killed those those three dudes so you step kind of gingerly over their bodies you go down a couple of flights of gangplank uh of i don't know uh what the just pop surprise and people as they come across yeah people are coming out to to investigate the noise and nonsense and they're getting popped right Mm -hmm. um the birthing quarters are are down here uh, so you guys are essentially two two decks lower than where you guys were uh, beelining for the armory. The armory door is wide open, and they are currently issuing arms to a line of people. It is literally a line of seven people who are the ship's emergency re- re- response force per <laughs> SOP, standing in line waiting to receive service rifles from the armorer who has the You're armory door the open. <laughs> And is is handing out rifles as they're handing out <laughs> rifles. You realize that none of them have ammunition. I just asked back. To, I just asked back to the kids seeing this. Like I like I, I go around the corner, like see this, just to evaluate this. Hey kid, what? It's called like. It's like a, how does it go? It goes double, triple, quad, penta. What's it called when you get seven at once of something? Like a hectuple or something like that. Uh, yeah something like that thanks the murderous intent in sean's eyes make this game so much better i just whisper i just whisper to betty as i just i whisper to betty as i line up the shot oh sweetheart this is a great day and i just line up just straight through all their chests (laughs) okay so you let this round go colton you watch as seven unarmed men get gunned down in a single shot because we're talking about larger than a 762 in maybe five foot distance and the penetration just goes through and they they fall over almost like synchronized swimming so the first one second one third one fourth one fifth as the bullet penetrates each one of their hearts I pull out a sidearm and I pull out a sidearm and take out the guy that's been handing him out with his shock and my comment is I haven't played dominoes in years (laughs) <laughs> yeah so the armorer is mid-turn and just glances just glances like that you see the side eye of this individual look at that at that pistol as the bullet enters his eye and exits the the back side of his skull leaving brain matter splattered all over the armory door yeah i'm sorry bud you don't want to see things like that coming I start scavenging the armory just to find these explosives, whether it's C4, whether it's grenades, because, and luckily, the kid is way stronger than he looks, and there's still room in that chest. (laughs) Alrighty, kid, open the chest, load up. We're about to go place, we're about to do some Easter, Easter, I I don't know, find a quip later. Go ahead and roll me a d20 to see if you're if you if you find what you're looking for. Ten. Okay, so a ten finds you enough munitions 
as far as plastic explosives go, flashbangs, flares, that kind of stuff, to sink the ship ten times over. Oh, this is too much. But we could use some for there's later. Also, yeah, there's lines of service rifles. There's ammo of the same caliber as as standard issue what you guys are using, both in pistol and in rifle. Um, there's it, essentially the world is yours. Is there a backpack that would be just like an instant inflatable like um, ship or anything like that, like a dinghy that could just be? Yeah, so th- throughout the ship, you know that there are emergency life rafts. It was part of the okay. initial briefing okay. when you came on board. Okay, cool. All righty. Good. Load up half of this pile. I'm going to take the other half and start throwing shit in corners. Okay. Hey. Be gingerly with them. You're important. <laughs> and I just start booking it, just throwing flashbangs into random places, dropping grenades down, little shoots, um, and okay. things like that. Yeah, so it's it's all sound powered telephone type stuff. So they're big enough for you to lob a grenade in and it'll go down into like we'll say the engineering bays and things like that. Kitchen, whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see a series of them. There's there's probably five tubes. One goes to the uh, to the command deck, which is up. So you know you're not going to throw a grenade in there. There's one that goes to engineering. There's one that goes to uh, the the QRF barracks. Uh, there's one that goes to uh, like life services, which is basically the med bay, uh, that kind of stuff. Okay. Alrighty, yeah. I'm just gonna make my own discernment. Uh, keep the med bay just fine. God knows if we're gonna need that, and God knows if bait's gonna if it's gonna be a good bait for later uh, for any of the scrabblers. But yeah, I'm just being very rather. I'm being rather indiscriminate about it. I'm, but otherwise, yeah. I'm just gonna make a full sprint with just the arms worth of stuff down one leg of the ship on this floor, and then come back to yeah. the pile. Because my idea is that I'm trying to be light about this. I'm trying to be quick about this. And Betty's just strapped to my back in case I need anything with just my simple sidearm. Um, yeah. So you meet absolutely no resistance heading down the port side of the, the basically you have a, an entire uh, hallway, which is the port side of the ship to mm-hmm. like probably two decks. You're, you're about at waterline at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see like every single like kind of hole or porthole or mm-hmm. sound, sound power outside, telephone yeah. type thing. That says, um, well, on the inside of the ship, okay. the ones that say these, if you, you speak into it, it's like a big hole that you just right. speak into and it uses the echo to get to whatever bay. Um, you see every single one of them that say crew quarters, you drop both a flashbang and then a grenade. In. Yeah. Easy enough. Uh, you re- you meet re- no no resistance going through this. So there's mm-hmm. probably about twelve of these these different holes, and then you re- you make it back by the time the kid has the bag loaded up with essentially ammunition, explosives, and other supplies that are found in an armory. All right, kid, you ready to go find the captain? Okay. Do you know yeah. where the Do you know where the bridge is? It's up. You have no idea where you have no idea where the bridge is. But also, real quick, you do find a uh, a locked case that says XM one hundred one. I'll I'll take that. Okay. So as you get back into the armory, you see him loaded up. His backpack is absolutely brimming. There's ammo falling out of his backpack. And he's got a locked case that's labeled XM101 on it. Do I recognize it? No. Hmm. What's that? I don't know. It looks important. Fair enough. Cool. You know where the bridge is? What's the bridge? Take. Let's, I, I clear out the top of his backpack and just so I can cinch it close and know what nothing seems like. Act like you're act like you always do. Act scared, and take every staircase you can upward. You're trying to get to that top part where all the important people drive the ship. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Cool. I'm not. And is he armed? Does he have an Does he have a gun or anything on him? He has a service rifle. Okay. And I see. He's is he still shaking? Are you still shaking, Colton? Oh, he's Absolutely. always shaking. Cool. I'm gonna take that gun out, and I'm just gonna throw it to the sides. Like. You being unarmed is going to do you way more favors right now. 
Do you feel a little bit better without that? Cool. A little bit? Cool. Just don't think about all the grenades in your backpack. Now, you're going to go down this hall, take that staircase, and you just keep going up until you get to the bridge. I'm going to be in the engine bay. Xander, or, fuck. Xanton. Xanton should know where I'm going next now that we've got ourselves loaded. Um, and if anyone asks, anyone bothers you on the way, just let them know you're going to the bridge to be, a, be available. Okay? To be of help. Okay. You got called up there. Does that, can you remember that? I've been called to the bridge. That, yep, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Cool. I'm going to go mess with some nerds now. Bye. And so, I just. I will say, besides all of the stuff I just loaded into my bag, all of the other stuff I have is just like my med kit type stuff. Just yeah. all of these different things I use to, to treat the wounded. Yeah, you are very good at what you do. After the years of service that you've provided, you know exactly, like, because you've deviated from the standard kit to the point where you know what saves lives and what doesn't. So you have mm -hmm. your standard med kit as well as enough space to keep a shit ton of ammunition. Now, it is at this point weighing you down a little bit, so your movement will be decreased a lot uh, because of your physical capacity. Other than <laughs> that, you, you're you still good to go. You're still good to go. You can still yeah. probably sprint, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'll yep. just kind of slowly be like shakily bridge bridge uh, bridge okay so as as you make your way over we're gonna we're gonna cut back to xanthan xanthan you are a menacing piece of meat <laughs> driving down a hallway that is designed for normal sized human Bader hallway scene right now exactly that's a hundred percent. So you see that there's an airlocked door, right? Cause all, all the bulkhead doors have these like kind of clamps and you could see mm -hmm. at, by the time you get to the end. Uh, so this is happen happening simultaneous to when, when they're going down to the armory, right? You see at the end, the, the closed bulkhead door, you see that there's a, uh, the wheel is spinning. Like people are opening the door. Uh, by the time oh, you yeah. arrive at that door, when that door opens, there are four armed men standing in the threshold ready to breach. The first guy goes to take a step over that bulkhead breach and trips. Everybody else, <laughs> because they are so enthusiastic, this is the first like ship-borne QRF response that they've ever had to do in real life, trip over the back of this guy and have stacked in the doorway. Boom! Straight through, down through the pile. All right. Hugh de Gras, right through their hearts. I mean, <laughs> right it is the disgusting. As you pull your saber out, blood <sighs> sprays, arterial bleeding sprays, and because of the pressure of the people being stacked, it goes laterally and just coats the entire door frame in viscous. <laughs> there is beautiful. one man, the last in the stack, that stands there, drops his service weapon, and says, Xanthan? You recognize him from your childhood. This fucking monkey brain is just... <laughs> Blood, kill, destroy, kill all things! Hey! What's happening? How are you doing, buddy? I'm following orders, man. Following orders? You know, I understand. I get that. I was going to kind of put my arm over his shoulder and kind of like press him up against and pick him up off his feet and just start walking with him. Okay. He's like, he's like, he's like, dude, we, we went to school together. What, yeah, what's it's going good to, what's, it's good what's going on, man? It's, what's, it's been like, a wonderful dude. time. And man, I'm just going to kind of like walk over towards like. Yeah, yeah you're, you're side railing with stuff, him down. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's like to where I have an area where there's water, and I'm just gonna yeah, set him down like in front it, of it. Yeah, just... it's it's like a half uh, kind of metal yeah. metal frame fence. Yeah. So, uh, following orders. I get it. Yeah. How Look, you been? I'm here for you, buddy. 
Why are you here for me? Well, I, I haven't seen you in 12 years. Mm, My loyalty is to the district, dude. To the district? Is it? Tell me. Do you remember Eggsy? God rest his soul. So why am I getting a letter from Eggsy? Uh, I don't understand. Look, I I enlisted after you guys enlisted. I, I was a coward. And I'm just going to huck him over the side of the Okay. <laughs> He's, all right. So you stop his I almost joined speed. Um, yep, that was it. And you huck him into the cold, dark waters. You know that yeah. there's no rescue vessels and he will yeah. die. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> now I'm going to walk back over to my blade that's still sticking out of the four bodies. Okay. Turn on the chainsaw so it makes it easier for me to pull it out. <laughs> Spray the All right, yeah, it, it it back it, it back kicks out of the bodies. Uh, you hear the crunching of bone as you remove the blade. As the blade comes out, I'm just gonna till I stop hearing the chunking sounds. It's it's dripping in the way you like. <laughs> so there's no more chunking sounds, and it's like good clean grind. You're like it's yep. clean. It's it's nice. I mean, you keep this blade oiled, so the blood is just running chainsaw. off of it. Like it, it's not penetrating the blade, <laughs> the steel at all. It is just running down off of it over the handguard and away from you. And then I kind of like look over at that door frame and see where it says the directional panels. Usually on the right hand side of the, show. just kind of look. If I see an arrow with bridge going yep, that you way. do. Yep. So you, you're going to turn left and head up the stairs. I just grab the body, scoop him out of the way, and just do, 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 do. Up the stairs I yep. go. Do, 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 do. Killing's what I do. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. You enter another gang gangway. Uh, you don't see any opposition, and you see the bulkhead door for the bridge. Mm, Walking my way down, just kind of yeah, like checking the blade like, again, making sure I, I stick my kind of leg yeah. out, make sure it's good. You see open doorways. There's like communications, this, the communications uh, center off to the right as you're heading towards them. <sighs> communications center. Is there anybody in it? They're cowering. They're cowering. <laughs> hey, uh, quick question. Yes, yes, sir. Was there uh, any kind of strike team or special line of communication set up in here for uh, retrieval of HVTs or anything of that kind of nature? Uh, we, we got orders from the captain to dispatch QRF. Other than that, no. We're just uh, here doing our job, sir. Hmm. Where's your comms log? Oh, it's right here, sir. And he pulls it out and gives it. Thank you. He's <laughs> just going to flip it down in front of him and start <laughs> okay. reading it. So you, you see that they received a telegraph communication from high command stating that you guys were uh, dangerous to the state and you needed to be pacified at all costs. You know, I like it when you guys lie to me. It makes it more fun. Lie, lie to you, sir. Slap! Just slam the fucking log <laughs> over the side of his head. <laughs> just okay. Bang! Yeah, he he's knocked out almost <laughs> uh, almost immediately. Uh, you realize that everybody in this room are just a bunch of nerds. Yeah, they, they literally have zero <laughs> combat capacity whatsoever. Yeah, this is gonna make this easy. We're going to black screen away and just hear okay. the sound of chainsaws <laughs> right. buzzing and so screams. If, if you want to inject, if you want to inject and in, insert war crimes here, uh, <laughs> we'll probably do that. Um, either, either way, let's, let's skip forward. You're now heading to the bridge. <laughs> I didn't say I was playing a safe character. <laughs> 10 years Kyle, of war, can you imagine what the fuck that would do to somebody? Kyle, it's nice <laughs> above table, it's nice to know that I have progressed enough in my role playing to just go, yeah, fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Timeline. So, yeah, you, you hit the, you hit the, you see the the sealed bulkhead, which is uh, the entrance to the bridge. Who? Kyle. Okay. Sorry. Say that one more time. My dog started wrestling behind. No, me. you're good. You you see the sealed bulkhead that is the entrance to the bridge. Gonna walk up and go to just undo the clamp and rotate thing and open it up. <clears throat> All right. As you open the door, you see the ship's captain on the ground. His chest cavity has been completely opened, just destroyed viscera everywhere. You see the first officer with a chain sword similar to yours standing over his dead body. I assume you're the uh, origin of the communications. Sir, we received orders, and I choose not to obey them. He sheathes his chainsword. You are in command, sir, as the highest-ranking officer of this ship. What are your orders? Who the fuck are you? I am I'm First Lieutenant Layton. Layton? Who... Who gave the orders that you choose not to receive? So the orders came from high command, but I am skeptical. Why do you say that you are skeptical? Because I'm not in this for the destruction of our own people, sir. I am loyal to District 12, which I believe is our district, sir. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Well, I'd Welcome have you aboard. know. I'd have you know that most of our <clears throat> crew ship is of District Twelve, sir. That information would have been really good to have ahead of time. 